Hi, what's up? It's been a long time. We, we shouldn't have left y'all. you <laughs> without a <laughs> without a dog. We both on the same page. <laughs> because I feel like we haven't recorded in so long. Don't I feel like we haven't posted in so long. I feel like I need to post another playlist. <laughs> so welcome back to episode twenty something. Um. I feel like we had we missed a lot of stuff, but we're gonna try to wrap that up in this one little neat bow for the end of February. And we really mm-hmm. have not celebrated Black History Month like we were supposed to. Okay, maybe not on the podcast, but we've been living our black lives. Is that not a celebration within this stuff? No. Yeah, but I need to watch that Malcolm X documentary on Netflix. Same. I, really I heard that they was reopening it. the case or something or looking into it again because of the documentary. Well, that would be very interesting. I just know my brother watched it and he was telling my mom about it. And I was like, okay, so a Malcolm X documentary, I'm going to have to watch it. And I just, I feel like I just been watching other stuff and I could be watching it, but it's just hard because I watched To All the Boys, the sequel it to that. Good. What? Mm-mm. I liked it. I, I liked it. The what? second one? Yeah, do I think it's better than the Mm-mm. first one? No, but Mm-mm. I liked it. What did you they did like my, They did my uh my John boy, Ambrose. They did my boy John Ambrose wrong in it. First of all, John Ambrose was white the last time I checked, so I don't know where this this biracial I man came like from. The black guy. So. No, I'm not saying I don't like him. I'm just saying I could have sworn in the first movie he was white, and then at the end when he showed up at her doorstep, he was white. He was a different type of person. So I was just a little confused when they made him black. I was like. I don't have a problem with this. I feel like y'all should have just established this in the first movie. Because now you added some seasoning to it. You know, y'all doing too much. But I mean, it's Peter. Peter and LJ forever. And the third one is coming out next year. Mm. So I'm excited. I wonder what's going to happen in the third movie since we made it through all the boys. Even though, also, they kind of disrespectful because where did the best friend go? The best friend. Remember the best friend, the last love letter she wrote who was dating her sister? He was not in this movie. Mm. It's like they completely brushed over him. And I'm like, but the last time I checked, they were in the same grade. That's like her best friend. So where is he all of a sudden? I don't know. Maybe he's going to come in the other one. What the? F- is he on a leap year or something? Like, they didn't explain mm. that at all. It was just a total dismissal of his character. And then they brought the Asian dude in from um, 13 Reasons Why. And he dating her friend. I'm just like. Oh, what is going on in this movie? I hope he don't get typecast because he literally just plays high school jock. <laughs> like, literally. I hope he don't either, but I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be just just fine. I do like the black dude in that movie, too. The um the gay black dude, her other friend. I, I forget mm-hmm. his name. I like him a lot. I hope I see him in some stuff. But anyways... Yeah, we just went all out. Yeah, we went into the whole TV music movie segment. It's supposed to be till the end of the show. So anyways, let's just go ahead and jump into topics. What do you want to talk about first? Um, let's get the let's get the messy people out the way first. Who? You talking about Amanda let's, Seals? Yeah, let's just get her out the way. Well, before we get to her, we have to talk about Jesse. 
Yeah, so let's connect all those pieces together. And it's it's been a year. It's literally been over a year, and we're still talking about this nigga. I don't understand. Why is it that people keep referring him to Juicy Smollett? Because you, you never saw Dave Chappelle's um, <laughs> comedy special? I probably, uh, the recent one? Yes, he called him. Is that where that stem from? Yes, I know he called him. That, so is that why everybody been calling him? Yes. yes. Oh my God. Okay. But yes. I thought it was something <clears throat> that I was missing. No, you, you're not missing anything. Um, But yeah, a year later, we're still talking about this. And. I kind of feel like it's never going to end until like maybe summer, fall-ish. But you know what, before, I remember you didn't really want to discuss this topic when it first happened because you were unsure about whether or not he lied. Where do you Mm -hmm. stand now? Mm, After these new charges of him being indicted? You believe he lied? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because what was throwing me off was the fact that it was a polar vortex. So I'm like, who in their right mind would go outside for all out of all things for Subway when it was like negative 21 degrees outside? Yeah. That's just weird to me. Like, he wasn't even supposed to make it back alive. He was supposed to die of hypothermia if he really went outside a polar vortex. And then for Subway, like, ew. You could have just ordered Uber Eats. I don't understand. But anyways, you conclude that he lied. So now he's being indicted on charges for what? Um, so it's new charges basically saying that he planned it and he participated in staging of the crime. And also other that he made like four separate false reports to the police department. So those are the new charges. Okay, so he so can they've been reinvestigating time. it for this whole year since it started. So they like been looking into it. So he's going to get jail time if they convict him. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that brings us to Amanda Seals, mm-hmm. who's a new host on The Real. And just tell me what she said. Because I know what she said, but I want you to tell me what you saw that she said. <laughs> so I saw she said that it was I don't, it's weird that she said it was noble that he lied because it's like bringing light to a situation that happens to people all the time I guess fighting hate crimes and stuff and they're like how it just gets looked over majority of the time mm. and then I saw like she tried to tie in the part about the whole Emmett Till case mm. and the lady that finally came out and said that she lied about Emmett Till whistling at her mm. and how this lady is still walking around and living her life or whatever after lying on something and like that mm. nobody was hurt and all that type of stuff. Mm. I don't necessarily agree with it. I don't think lying is noble in any facet or shape or form. Mm. There's other ways. Why do you keep saying mm? Because everything she said is bullshit. Oh. <laughs> Well, say that then. You just told me to tell you what I, know, I heard but I'm and just how like, I interpret it. I was like, am I saying something wrong? When she said that it's bringing light to hate crimes, no, it's making a mockery of hate crimes because after he did that, that little girl in North Carolina lied about those white kids bullying her and cutting her dreads. She had to come out and say that it was a lie. And right after that, we had Carolyn Sanchez who literally planned... Away from home, right? No, remember, that's the one that like planned... Uh, her kidnapping? That, yes. 
Girl. And they found her in the park the next day. It's just like, no, it's making a mockery out of it. And to try to align him with Emmett Till, Amanda, not the same. Amanda, 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 please, Amanda. Like, girl, I just don't agree Oof. with you. Like, I don't Oof. think this noble. It's not noble. I don't know what the fuck she's talking about. Like, and I'm the, really trying to find, like, I don't see no good coming out of what he did. Like, I don't. No. They were, unless he did, unless he faked it and like it wasn't find out that it was a hoax and we never knew about it. I'm like, hmm. But maybe that's because you know at the beginning I was like, I don't want to speak on it because I don't know if it's true or not. Like I don't mm-hmm. know if he lied or if he didn't lie. But now they talk about some all these new cases. I'm like, damn. Maybe he really did do it. He'll never say he did though. Mm. He got up in robbing uh robbing Robert's face with them. Crocodile tears, and you know, he was acting his ass off in that interview. Mm-hmm. But he's never gonna admit that he did it. That interview made me believe that he wasn't fine. But now I'm just like, it's too many holes in his story. Mm-hmm. I just feel like at this point, I just want you to admit you did it, face the consequences, so we can all move on because it's 2020 and we're still talking about this shit a year yeah. later. Like, mm-hmm. but yeah, Amanda, you're stupid. Anyways, I feel like we should just go ahead and jump into no. Let's just be talking about interviews because I was gonna jump into Dwayne and, and Zaya. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Gil King. <laughs> now we all know that in January, at the end of January, we lost Kobe Bryant and mm-hmm. his daughter and eight others. Am I counting right? I'm sorry, seven others that were on um, the helicopter with him that crashed in California. Um, and I know Monday is supposed to be, well, tomorrow is supposed to be his memorial mm-hmm. at the Staples Center. But Gail King did an interview with Lisa Leslie where she, you know, asked her if she felt like the rape case that happened in the, like the early 2000s with him, if she felt like that tainted his legacy. And Lisa was basically saying, you know, like, I, he was my friend. Like, I never saw him do anything like that. That's not the Kobe mm. that I know. And so, you know, Gail was like, well, of course not. He's your friend. And so she kept trying to push her for this response that I guess, I don't, I don't know what she was searching for. I guess she was searching for her to, I guess, say um, something against him. I don't, I don't really know what she was looking I don't, for. But she kept I don't pushing. Think, I don't pushing. think that she was pushing for Lisa to turn her back on Kobe or to say something wrong. I think she was just stating a a matter of fact, like, of course you're not going to see your friend who is a man, you being a woman, purposely being a predator to other women. Like, of course you're not going to see that. There's no tell. Like, she's just saying, like, I don't think, you know, like, he not he not going to act like that in front of you. I don't think that Gail was looking for Leslie to be like, oh, yeah, he's a predator back in the day. He definitely did that to that young girl. I don't think she was looking for that. I also feel like why is it that I feel like we're coming after Gail when the powers that may be like you may have to ask that question like we like as soon as Kobe Bryant passed people started coming in and saying that like his legacy is going to be complicated because of the whole rape <sighs> allegations and everything from the past even though it was settled like outside of court or whatever like that like somebody has to ask this question yeah they have to ask it but do they have to ask it if he ain't even been buried 
I see not a timing. I don't know about that. That's what I'm Maybe saying. It's just is like another thing. I think timing is what it is, and it's just kind of like Gail. You know, we want you also, you and Oprah, to keep the same energy with the people that you befriended who also come out to be predators in this Me Too era Mm -hmm. because we have yet to see you or her talk about your relationships with Harvey Weinstein. It seemed like she was being a little pushy because Lisa wasn't changing her answer and she just kind of felt like, well, we should keep it that way. She handled it really well, you know, without getting the attitude or getting ignorant of her. She was just kind of like, well, we should keep it at that where we don't, you know, talk about this in this interview. You know, but I just kind of feel like the timing was just off and it was just kind of like she gave you her answer, like let's move on, you know? Like, she's not you think- gonna give you what I feel like you want her to do is to kind of like straddle the fence and be like, you know, ha- hold him accountable but at the same time still have his back. And I just kind of feel like there was no way she was going to do that. You were going to get that out of her through the interview. So let's just keep it pushing because the man ain't even been buried in the ground. And I feel like it was strategic in who she asked because I kind of feel like if this was his sister or if this was, I don't know, his wife or a man, I don't know if she would have asked those same questions. I mean, we won't, we don't we'll know. know. But I think she would. I mean, look how she, she would ask the Kobe whole Bryant, R. Kelly thing. She would ask Kobe Bryant's wife. Kobe asked, Bryant's no, wife. I'm not saying okay. I'm not saying about the his wife, his sister, nobody like that. A man? Would she have asked the demand those types of questions? Yes. I think so. We've seen how Gail have like pushed on R. Kelly. Like I think she can handle herself against any other man. Okay. But okay, we got that. But do you think that all of the death threats and how hard people came for Gail, was that warranted? Or do you think that like we shouldn't have done that or people shouldn't have done that? Because I no, didn't do it. I don't think it was that serious at all. I think I thought Snoop Dogg's comments were very uh piss poor and it was uncalled for it's like I get he was your friend but you didn't have to call her a dog face bitch you know mm-hmm. there's still somebody mama at the end of the day there's still somebody that's an elder and he came back and apologized to his mama kind of like laid into him about it but you know I don't think that and death threats was warranted it's not that deep like at the end of the day she felt like she was doing her job but I don't appreciate the lack of accountability on her part to try to push it off on who what network does it come on ABC or whoever it's like I mean whether they use that clip or not, you still said what you said. So even if they hadn't used that as like the draw to draw people in, we still would have saw it and still people still people still would have been getting in your ass. So I really don't understand why you just can't acknowledge where you where where people are coming from. So I, I don't know. I just feel like I don't care at this point. Like I don't really care about her or Oprah at this point. I just feel like I want y'all to keep that same energy with the folks that y'all do and befriended who are also predators. Just like hold them accountable too. Like I, I don't I don't give a fuck if they black, white, whatever. Just hold them accountable because I, I kind of feel like it's just is not it's just interesting to me. Them two are interesting mm-hmm. to me. Um Yeah, it's like recent events are showing yeah. how interesting they are. Yeah. And how that, everything that, is coming to light. Yeah. I don't, I'm not gonna say it's an agenda on black men because I don't think it's that, but I just think yeah, it's very interesting that you have not once said anything about Harvey Weinstein or any of these other white men that y'all know. You know, so I just want y'all to keep that same energy. I don't care. Y'all can keep attacking Harvey, Russell, Carl all them predators out, but it looks a little one-sided because ain't nobody made a doc about Harvey. Ain't nobody said shit about him. And Oprah and him are in pictures hugged up together. So I just I just want y'all to keep the same energy with these whites yeah. because it just looks real fucked up. And it's like, Oprah and Gail don't owe me shit, you know, but 
I'm just I'm just kind of over both of them. I'm just over both of them. But y'all need to leave that lady alone. Um, are you going to watch the memorial? Mm-hmm. Or you'll be at work, so maybe. Yeah. Probably won't be able to watch it. Unless you do it on on um, a link. I'm sure they have a link. They'll stream it. I just can't believe Cody Bryant did. Yeah. It's so weird. 2020 has just been trash. And then Pop Smoke died this week. And that was kind of sad. Only because he was yeah. so young. I didn't know he was 20. I didn't know he was 20 either. I thought he was older than that. And then they said that he had just bought the house the day before or he was celebrating that he just got the house. Well, that house was rented. Unless somebody um, owns that property and he was just staying there. Um, but, but he was still happy about it or something. Yeah. Some, that situation, I don't know who, because they think it's an inside job now because no one went in there and stole anything. It seemed like it was a hit. Who would do something like that? And I know he wasn't there by himself, so where was everybody else when this was happening? Yeah, it's a lot of unanswered questions. Yeah, I'm sure it'll get figured out. But yeah, rest in peace to that man. We can talk about the NAACP Awards real quick because she says you watched Rihanna's speech and I haven't had a chance to watch it. I'm going to watch yeah, it. Yeah, for some reason, I only watched her speech. I didn't watch the show at all. <laughs> but she got the President's Award for like all of her work um, with philanthropy and different things like that and how she gives back. And basically in her speech... Uh, she go along to say like this is not just a black people problem this isn't just poor people problem this isn't just a woman problem like it's all of our problem and like we really can make change if we all just come together and work together and she said you know how you have those friends of different races different religions you know different genders different people that are like you know not the same as us they want to break bread with us right mm. and then she basically said at the end well tell them to roll up like, tell them to pull up. They want to be a part of this. This is a bigger problem than us. They need to be on the front lines with us and tell them to come on up, roll on up. But yeah, I just watched her speech. She looks flawless as always. Yeah, um, she had on purple, right? Mm-hmm. She just looks so, like, regal. It's so flawless. Y'all still not getting that album. No we still time not soon. getting that album. No time soon. Um. <laughs> it would have been funny had somebody yelled out, where's the album? And she probably would have walked off the stage and was like, and this is why I can't give y'all nothing. I but probably yeah. would have did it to be petty. <laughs> Just to start some shit. <laughs> they would have escorted your ass. <laughs> right? Oh, you gotta go, honey. No, ma'am. You ain't even, you ain't nobody. You got to go. You gotta go. Was Beyonce there? Mm, I don't think so. Okay. Okay, well, I'm going to try to watch the rerun of it because I always talk about not supporting these white award shows and actually supporting the black ones. I think time just got away from me yesterday, so I didn't end up watching it, but I'm going to watch the rerun if it come on today. Because um, the one last year was really good mm-hmm. with Chad with both men and them and all that. Yeah, but I feel like I... That was my first time really paying attention to it last year, and I just realized how good it was and seeing all those black faces at the event. But I, I just don't want y'all. Hmm? I'm just gonna say I just don't want people to come because they they know they're gonna win or they feel like they're gonna win or they're nominated because hmm. you come every year, like so stuff like this don't die, you know. Yeah, but what were you gonna say? I was just saying, like one of the black award shows that I love watching is Black Girls Rock. I love watching Black Girls Rock. I can't. I want to get invited to go. I want to get invited to go. Like you know, I just want to be in a room one day. Cause they always have it in Newark, 
New Jersey. It's like right up the street. I'm sure you're here. going either this year or next year. Oh, let's put that out there in the universe. I did already. <laughs> okay, let's talk about um, dun, Mr. Dun, Wade. Dun. Yeah. You can go ahead. Oh, no, you can start off. I started off no. with Amanda thing. No, I, no, you didn't. I did. Well, you just did told I? me to tell her what she said. Okay, but after that, I did the others. All right. So you do. You you go ahead. Um. So in recent news, all the hate has came out for this family, the Wade family, because um, the Wayne Wade and, of course, Gabrielle Union Wade are supporting um, his daughter's transition into her self. Zaya, correct? That's how we pronounce mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. So Zaya is transitioning from uh, the son to the daughter now. And basically, I released like this video of like them on the golf cart and her just like Dwayne asking her questions like, you know, like, well, what are you going to say about the hate? You know, that's going to come for the world. And like she's just sharing her thoughts like, well, you know, that's their business. I'm just out here, you know, let you know how I'm living. This is my truth. This is my life. And I just want more people to like, you know, be able to accept this moving forward. And they're like just coming out of the family saying like, we completely support this 100%. Like if this is her decision to transition into being a young lady. Like this is what we stand for. All right. Y'all came out the woodwork basically trying to tell this black man how he should not be caring, caring for his black child. Like, y'all really wanted Dwayne Wade to hate this baby. Y'all really wanted this. And then Boosie coming out there talking about some, oh, nah, we just can't support this now. Y'all y'all really want this brother guy here, like, messing his genitals and all this type of stuff. And I'm like, okay, first of all, this is a she now. We're focusing on her. And it's none of your business what this man decides to do with his kids as far as it's none of nobody else's business what you decide to do with your kids. When I said that the hate just came out, like, it really was just starting to show how, like, like, I feel like it's bringing up a new conversation within the Black community on love in general and what that unconditional love looks like, what that homophobia looks like in the Black community, what transphobia looks like in the Black community. Like, it's just exposing us to, like, all the toxicness of, like, the hatred that we have against anything that's not standing in the light of this whole idea of strong black men or a strong black woman and how we need to keep the two separate but make sure that we support them when they come together. It's just weird. But yeah. Do you feel like this is something that they probably should have kept to themselves? Um, I don't think so. I mean, okay, I will say this. I don't, I think that they could have decided to keep this private. Yes, mm-hmm. they could have That's decided I mean. to keep this private. Do I think that they brought this to light because it's bigger than them? Yes. Yeah. We have a lot of cases of young kids not being loved by their families because they're gay, because they want to transition, because they feel like they're not living like their true authentic selves and they're committing suicide. They're being bullied at school. Like, there's not enough education in general around this topic. It should be. It's not as if these people have not been a part of our society for, like, decades now. Because you literally can decide 
if you want to look at something, if you want to read a tweet, if you want to watch this video, you can decide on what you intake into your home. But I just think that they're doing this to just show, like, we stand behind her. We love her. We support her. This is what Black love looks for us. This is what love unconditionally looks for us. This is our home. Because, I mean, they're already public figures. There's only so much. I also think that they can keep private before anything else would have came out and somebody else could have tried to control their narrative. So I think that this is just them showcasing their life and their truth and just putting it all out there at the end of the day. But could they have decided to keep it private? Yeah, they could have kept it private. Probably been private for some time now, but I think they just see that it's bigger than them. It's bigger than their family. Okay. What you think? I don't have nothing to add. Like at all? Mm-mm. Hmm. I just feel like people need to learn to raise their kids the way they want to raise them and leave everybody else the fuck alone. Because motherfuckers really hate when you try to tell them how to raise their kids. So yep. I don't understand why everybody else trying to tell them what to do with their son. Their son didn't come out your coochie, didn't come out your nutsack. So worry about the 14 that you got, little Boosie. Yes. And worry about how you trying to get a whole prostitute and a stripper into your little 12-year-old or 14-year-old birthday party or something. And you know what? It's going to be funny when one of them kids ends up being gay or lesbian, one of his daughters or one of his sons. I just wonder how he going to contend with it. Because yeah. it always be them ones sometimes that end up in situations similar ones. to this. It be them ones. And I would love to see how he handles it. This is the same man who said he watched two niggas fuck in jail inside a shower stall. This is the same man who has the song Two Red Bones Kissing in the Backseat. So yeah. is everything dealing with the queer lifestyle okay when it gets you hard and it makes you right. feel good as a man? Or like, come on, we, we can't keep having this double standard and picking and choosing when we want to celebrate queer life and support it and then when we want to beat it down. But I also don't expect somebody such as Boosie to understand it because he is literally just ignorant to the facts of all these things. And a lot of his supporters and the people who feel this way also ignorant in that mindset as well. Okay. It's just another way to help educate people and get them on, you know, let's let's just all be educated about certain things. Yeah. Fuck with Boosie, he's ignorant. Anyways, um, is that it for topics? Yes, that's it. Oh, wait, before... I just want to say shout out to Megan, Normani, and SZA for their Rolling Stone cover. So good to see Black Girl Magic on magazine cover. Yeah. Shout out Congrats to them. I need to go see that. You haven't seen it? Rolling Stone cover. Mm-mm. You haven't seen it? Oh, wait. Now I see it. It's a black and white. It's not supposed to be black and white. They wearing leather. Well, they wearing black leather in the mm-hmm. background is white in the red. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm here for it. Yep. Black used to my black girl magic. So that's going to conclude our topic segment. We're going to move into Welcome to Adulthood. We bitch moan and complain about being adults. I actually have one this time. Mm. I'm so shocked. She's been adult. <laughs> Well, I wouldn't call this adulting, but I just feel like it's a word of advice to just take care of yourself. Know when to listen to your body and, you know, go get the, the treatment or the help that you need. Because this past month in general has just been a bunch of going to the hospital and going to the doctor to try to get better. 
for me and my mama. So that's just my word of advice on adults. And it's just like, knowing when to go to the doctor, knowing when to like get the antibiotics and medicine you need. Because I was walking around here half deaf, didn't know what was going on until I went to the doctor and found out <laughs> what was going funny. on with me. <laughs> it's not funny, <laughs> but okay. I'm no, glad my lack because, of hearing. No. <laughs> Makes you laugh. Because, no, because. You said half deaf, and in my head, I was like, "Is she trying to say she was half dead?" I'm trying to figure out what she was trying to say, but no, deaf. That's how it's funny. I know <laughs> deaf. Yeah, because she had an infection. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, you know, just just take care of yourself. Get your checkups when you need to, because I feel like as adults, we also had that problem, especially black folks. We do not like going to the doctor for nothing until it's too late. Take care of yourself. Practice good health. You know, exercise. Just do what you got to do and take care of yourself, especially if you have other folks that you got to look out for, like if you're a mother that has kids or a father that has kids or whatever. So, yeah, that's my welcome to adulthood. Mm. Gracias. Then I don't be happy. Um, my welcome to adulthood is anybody that's uh, working at a job you don't like um, or you're in a career that you don't like and you're trying to transition to the next phase, try to milk that current job that you're in <laughs> that you don't like for all of their resources. And what do I mean when they say that? Um, a lot of people leave companies or they leave jobs and they leave with nothing. At least leave with some new expertise or some new skill that you picked up. Like leave with some understanding of something that can help you get to the next step in your career. Like um, I found the lady who teaches people how to use this uh, software that we have at work that a lot of marketing people use. She got me in contact with the next person. They sent me up with a training, an official two-day training for it. I got an account login, all that type of stuff. And then I was also about to quit um, my second job um, today, but I was like, you know what, how can I milk this and get something out of it? Because a lot of times we go into these jobs, we give 100% of ourselves because we just feel like I'm only supposed to receive a check. But no, you're supposed to be gaining some type of business acumen, some type of skill set, some type of expertise for your next step in your career. So at my second job, I was like, listen, um, is there any way that like an hour or two hours out of my shift, you can take me through all the books of the business, help me understand gross revenue, net revenue, um, help me understand the different trends, the different data, sell data. How do I know to move this around the store? When do I know to bring this in? Like, can you show me that? And it was like, honestly, I wish more people thought this way because, you know, your job is supposed to be a two-way street. So that's my advice to welcome to adulthood. Milk everything you can at your resources. Put that in your toolkit so it'll better prepare you for the next step in your career. Okay, well, we'll be back after this quick break. So you know we think about topics like basketball wives and Donald Trump, but you don't know what we're listening to. Every few weeks, Daya and I will be releasing the DNA playlist a culmination of 10 songs that reflect our music taste and act as an extension of our personalities. Coming out this week is Volume 7 with sounds from Van Jess, Party Next Door, and Alina Berez. You can access the playlist on our Spotify page in addition to previous volumes. Now, let's get back to the show. So, welcome back, everybody. Um, We're now going to move into our segment called Homegrown, where we talk about, you know, events, issues, all things that's happening in Mississippi right now. And just this past week, uh, there was a big announcement in Jackson 
that's going to have a huge impact on like the residents as well as the city officials in Jackson um, because the city settled a lawsuit with Siemens, which is an engineering company here. So back in 2013, they were hired to switch our water system from an analog system to a digital system. And I think around 2017, they had just finished with the system, but people were already experiencing problems where like, the thing wasn't measuring the water that they were using right. And so people were getting bills that were like way more than what they were actually using in water. Some people were getting bills in like the thousands of dollars. Like one lady said her bill was $10,000 for her house that she wasn't even living in. It was just an empty house. And she thought she had a pipe leak, but it was just that this system has been fucking up everybody's water bills. And you got people who were either getting bills and they were getting higher and higher and they couldn't afford to pay them. Or you had people who weren't getting bills for months. And when they finally did get a bill, it was like exuberant from all the times they didn't pay. So now it's just this big thing where people are being put on payment plans or they're trying to sue the city or refusing to pay. And some people have probably gotten their water turned off because of that, which is bad because you need water to live. So it's just been a big ass mess. And the city last year, decided to sue Siemens for, I think, like 225 mil. I forgot the number because I did a, a story on it. But they decided to sue Siemens for the work they did here. And this is not the first time that Siemens has been sued because they were also sued in, I think, was it Arkansas? And I think another city on the West Coast. Um, and I think Macomb also sued them, if I'm correct. But just recently, the mayor announced this past, I want to say Wednesday or Thursday, that they reached a settlement with Siemens and they'll be getting back the eighty, like $89 million of, I think, the 90 or $100 million they spent or gave to Siemens to fix the water system. So the mayor announced that in a, in a press conference this week. And I don't really know, per se, what they're going to do with the money. I don't know if they're going to use that to fix the system. I don't know if they're going to give that back to citizens whose bills are in like the thousands and can't afford to pay for it. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, some, somebody had reached out to Siemens and Siemens said they don't know nothing about no settlement, that they hadn't reached anything. But I mm-hmm. highly doubt Mayor Lamumba would come out and say that a settlement has been reached and give out an amount of what they reached if it wasn't true. I just think that maybe them trying to save face. But you know, I think it's good the city is getting their money back. I don't know how much they're going to get back after you take out taxes and stuff, but I'm just glad they're getting some money back because it has <laughs> been a huge issue here in the city mm-hmm. of people and residents just angry about water bills and angry at the city for this shitty-ass job that Siemens did. I'm actually kind of shocked that it got settled so fast because I thought it was going to be years before they ever reached a decision because they just started to sue them last year. But I hope it's true that they are getting their money back. And I hope that the city learned their lesson from this and that moving forward, they're going to be more cautious of who they hire to come into the city and do work. Maybe they should start using local people to help fix the systems here instead of going out to get people to come in who don't really give a fuck about what's happening here and doing shitty ass jobs. And then it's affecting the citizens and the economy in a way that's just not conducive to what Jackson is trying, what Jackson is trying to go towards the future. So I don't know. I hope that they end up fixing the system and I hope that they help these residents out who cannot pay these bills and shouldn't be expected to because of something that's out of their control. It's not solely the city's fault because they didn't know that they were getting a bad, you know, deal, but you know, residents are going to look to them 
because who else are they going to go to? And I mean, I kind of feel bad for Marilyn Moomba because this was something he inherited because when they signed this deal with Siemens back in 2013, Harvey Johnson was the mayor and he was the one who signed it. Mm. So it was just kind of like he had to adopt this issue into his term as the mayor. And I'm sure it hasn't been easy for him for people attacking him for stuff that it's just like, I'm just here trying to fix the problem and figure it out just like y'all because, you know, this was something that was passed down to me from somebody two two mayors before him that signed it because his dad was the mayor before he became the mayor. So that's what's happening in Jackson right now. Mm. I'm done. Jackson going through a lot. <laughs> this city going through a lot. Um, so for mine, these past like few weeks, uh, Jackson area and surrounding areas within Mississippi has like been hit heavy by uh, the Pearl River cresting. Um, mm-hmm. I think like it crests like over thirty eight feet or something mm-hmm. like that. So it's like record breaking. Like they haven't seen um flooding this bad since like the big flood or something like the nineteen seventies or something like that. Yeah, nineteen seventy nine. Yeah. So like uh, I know sometimes like Jackson just has like an infrastructure issue altogether with like mm-hmm. their roads and everything, and like there are particular places that even if it rains for like a day they flood like it could just be like a thunderstorm and like certain neighborhoods or certain streets and stuff are just going to flood to points where like cars can't even pass through it that's how bad it is yeah and it's been raining every single week yeah so like when you add on like all of this rain consistently over all these days and then weeks the river it's going to start cresting, it's going to start overflowing, all that type of stuff into these streets, into these neighborhoods, on top of these streets and neighborhoods that's already being flooded. Um, like, Miss Cooper um, had to evacuate mm-hmm. out of her home and, like, her neighborhood and stuff. And she was just telling me how, like, you don't know how hard it is to, like, pack up over 20 years of your house mm-hmm. and, like, to just hurry up and get up and move. Because I know, like, there were some days, like, it would rain, like, a high school stuff, and I couldn't get over to her house. I would just have to figure out, you know, either another way to get over there, or I'm not going over there. But um, she was just showing me, like, videos and, like, pictures of, like, the neighborhood, like, even houses two streets behind hers. But, like, the water is just, like, like in the middle of their door. Like, these people's mm. homes are, like, flooded. Um. I know there was a time where I think my another one of my friends, no, my mom's friends, like my mom had to go over there to help her pack up her house because she had like a lot of crystals and like figurines and stuff. They had to put that in storage. But I just know that like it's expensive and it's costly. Um, we're not necessarily like in a flood zone or anything like that. So I don't think a lot of people have like flood insurance as if they would if they were like living in Florida or like New Orleans or something like that. Um, I also saw, because Ms. Cooper also lives close to the reservoir, and mm. I saw that they were, like, opening up parts of the reservoir to, like, try to control it. And, like, they let water come out of there, and, like, they figured out a way that if they let the water come out the reservoir, it's going to touch some neighborhoods, but it wouldn't touch the other neighborhoods. It was just, like, a whole big issue. I think people are still, like, going through it now. Like, but do you know, like, if the water is receding at all yet, or... No, I haven't heard anything. I mean, I know that they had evacuations like in Brandon and Byram and like Mm -hmm. at one point we were trying to figure out if we were going to have to evacuate, but Mm -hmm. our area wasn't touched and like the area where I work in South Jackson wasn't really touched like that. Um, But I haven't heard anything about the waters receding. 
or anything like that. And like mm-hmm. I remember not too long ago when I was on the highway, you know, the Pearl River is like right under fifty five. Right. When I tell you the water was like right under the highway, like right there, that if maybe uh, with a couple more feet, it probably would have washed on over the highway and knocked us off somewhere. Like that's mm-hmm. how high it, it was it rose. So it's serious. It's it's real serious and I don't know if there were any casualties as far as people dying, but you know, I'm praying for the folks who lost their homes or are gonna have to start over from here because of this. And people when they say evacuate, especially if you know you live in an area that's that always gets hit or affected by floods, please evacuate. Because you got some people that's going to always be stubborn and be like, well, I ain't going nowhere. And I don't believe it. Like, just leave. Even if even if you feel like it's not going to touch you, just at least leave because you would rather be safe than sorry. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's a lot happening out here. It's a lot. Two yeah. water issues. <laughs> Can't catch a break. Right. Um, was that it? Yeah, I think this. Yeah, this is. Okay. Well, tell Miss Cooper I'm praying for her. Yeah, I think um everything is good now. I think they moved okay. back in, but like it's just a lot of damage like around yeah. like the backyard and stuff like that. Yeah. Like luckily nothing happened yeah. substantially. But they were happy. Well that's good. So that's gonna conclude the homegrown segment. I think that was a good segment. Mm-hmm. Really informative. Um <laughs> and we're gonna move on to our last segment, which is basically T V, music and movies talk. Mm-hmm. And we're basically going to talk about This Is Us. I know you said you haven't watched the last two episodes. Mm-hmm. But I also started watching a new show too that I want to talk about. What, the Outsiders? No, I haven't started watching The Outsiders. You should watch it. Um, <laughs> you know, since you won't watch Game of Thrones for me, I should you watch could at least. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to find a way to make you watch Game of Thrones one day. I don't know how I'm going to do it, <laughs> but I'm going to make you one day. But if you want to watch Game of Thrones, the least you could do is watch The mm-hmm. Outsiders. But let's get back to This Is Us. So I okay. did end up watching the episode with Kevin. I think that's the last episode you watched where Kevin, his episode about, um, it's called One One Hell of a Week or something like that. And they had three, they had three parts. The first one was about Randall. The second one was about Kevin. And the third is about Kate whenever you get to it. But Basically, yeah, I don't. I don't think I've gotten a K episode. The last thing I remember from the last episode I watched was Kevin came home and they Sophie were mom running. Died. Yeah, Sophie mom died. But I'm trying to think. Like it was the the flashbacks when they was in high school after their dad passed. No, and, well, they were basically just. It didn't really hone in on like the dad dying. Like it was no, more saying, so focused. No, no, no. I'm saying I'm trying to tell you the part that I remember. I remember Kevin and Sophie coming home or something. And Beth was like, something's going wrong with Kate. We need to go help her. Something like that. But it's it's Kate from when she was like in high school with that boy from the, the record store. Mm-hmm. That's the last part I remember. And I think that was the end of the episode. Okay, yeah. But before that, mm-hmm. you know, Kevin went back home because Sophie's mom died. Mm-hmm. And he knows what it's like to lose a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can kind of go through flashbacks of like, not only Sophie's relationship with her mom, but Kevin's relationship with her mom. Yeah. And how she seemed to kind of be there for him in times where his mom wasn't like when he came home and his mom was like she missed his first like role in like a soap opera. But then when he got to Sophie's mom's house, she was just like, Oh, you did so good. Like I I watched it twice mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. And it was also kind of reinforcing that 
black sheep feeling that Kevin always felt in the family because, you know, Kate was mostly close to the dad and then Randall was mostly close to mom. So it was like Kevin didn't really have anywhere to fit. Like, remember that one time he almost drowned in the pool and nobody saw him? Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. I was just like, now I kind of see what he's talking about because he could have died and nobody was paying attention to him. But like, that's, that's just how he's always felt his whole life. And they just kind of reinforced that narrative. But, you know, they also kind of went into how he came to the funeral and Sophie saw him while she was making her speech. Um, and, you know, we know Sophie's engaged. So I had the mindset because they kind of showed us in Randall's episode that Kevin woke up next to a woman who was blind. And I'm like, well, Sophie's the only woman I know that's blind. So I'm like, please don't tell me that they didn't backtrack and he didn't sleep with her because I'm tired of it. I just want yeah. him to, like, move on from Sophie, leave her alone. Find you somebody that you can, you know, build with, you know, and have your family with. Because I'm just so sick of this this thing. But it was cute to kind of see the dynamic between them. Um, he, like, took her to the spot they used to go to when they were teenagers. And so he left Sophie after he visited her mom's grave and stuff. And he went back home. But Kate was gone. I think her and Toby were gone or something like that. Mm-hmm. So what's the what's the weird best friend's name, Madeline. Yeah. Amy, whatever. They ended up starting talking and the next thing you know, we look up and they slept together. And I was like, <laughs> Hey, who I was slept like, together? Oh, him and uh, that him girl. And, yeah, yeah, and I, I was like, because at first I yeah, was because, like, yeah. you told me, you was like, keep watching it, just watch it. And so I was like, <gasps> is this the woman that's going to get pregnant and he going to marry? Like, because I never would have seen that coming. They never really had that type of interaction. Right. And she's always kind of been annoying. At least that's how they portrayed her to be. Even to the point where, like, Kate didn't like her at one point because they were in that, that group together for, like, mm-hmm. fat people. And she, and she was in there like complaining the about her person. weight. <laughs> and it's like, girl, you could probably eat a full course meal right now and, like, be good. Like, you don't really know what it's like. But it's like, I never would have seen that coming. And I'm just wondering, is this the woman that they kind of mentioned in a couple of episodes back where he was like, my fiance is pregnant and some, some, something. And they don't show her, but she's mentioned. Yeah. So I'm like, well, as far we as we know, know who it is. this is the last woman that he slept with. Um so I'm wondering if it is her. And I hope it's not one of those things where it's a marriage of convenience. Like, oh, well, you got pregnant, so let's just get married and make it work. Because I don't want Kevin to have that type of story because that's not how Kate's story in marriage with Toby happened. That's not how Randall and Beth's story happened. Mm-hmm. And it's not how Be- Becca and um, Jack's story happened. Like, I don't want him to have to be forced to marry somebody because they're pregnant. You know, I hope that if it turns into something more that is something genuine, you know, because yeah. it will also give us a chance to get to know her a little bit better outside of like what we see of her. So I don't want to say too much else because I don't want to spoil it for you. But when you watch the next two episodes, girl, <laughs> okay. like I'm so mad you didn't catch up because I was so prepared to go off on this episode <laughs> about a certain character. Okay, because oh, I'm two episodes oof. behind. Ooh, I was about to go off. That's uh, It's in me. Please watch them by next week because I really want to go off. Okay. But yeah, I love this is this. Okay. I so, haven't cried yet though. 
Oh, uh-uh. That mean they ain't doing it right. No, they are, but I just feel like when I this is let's say she tried every episode, okay? And every time they go to Baby Jack being Big Jack, I be like, oh my god, tears. <laughs> I don't know why you always cry with the damn baby. Like know, it's just sad. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but you, oh my God, you remind me of Toby. Like, he low key pissed me off when he was like, every time I look at him, I just get sad. And I'm like, I understand that, like, it really hits you that your son would never be able to, like, see you or, or see the sun. He, can, he ain't deaf. I keep forgetting <laughs> that baby is not deaf. He's blind. He's just. He'll never be able to see the sun. He'll never be able to watch Star Wars with him. But I'm like, Toby, you overlooking the fact that, like, it was so hard for y'all to even get this baby. Right. Like, y'all had eight embryos. The other seven didn't make it. And this was the last hope y'all had. And instead of, like, just harping on the fact that he is blind, like, just love that baby because it's already going to be hard enough for him. He don't need you bringing him down with this depressive ass you know, oh, you can't see. Like, he gonna be just fine. As we can see in the future, he gonna be just fine. So I'm just like, Toby, I need you to, like, stop doing it because Kate, you like, Kate also suffering too, but she has a better way of coping with it and, like, not trying to harp on the fact that he's blind. Like, she's just like, I'm so happy I got a baby and this is my son and I'm gonna love him regardless. And she said that early on in, like, a season premiere when they had their little family thing with that lady who was going to teach them like how to care for him because he can't see. So I'm just like, we're going to talk about him too. When you get, when you catch up. Cause okay. Yeah. But go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, uh, the show that I've been watching, it's not, it's not a new show. <laughs> I guess, but it's new to me. It's very old. So I don't know how, but I'm falling down this rabbit hole of the L word. Um, okay. Which is about like it's I think it was it came out like the early two thousands. It came on the local channel. Yeah, two thousand three, two thousand four. It was on Showtime, I think, at first. Maybe went over to Logo. But like girl, that is crazy over there on the L word. It the stuff that they be doing on their show, I just be like, What? And then I was like, in some ways I can see how this was okay for the early two thousands, but now watching it, a lot of the stuff and a lot of the rhetoric on there. It's not okay. Um, but I did notice that they were addressing things like, you know, transitioning, um, like what it means to be bisexual, like queer, all that type of stuff. So I finished it on Netflix and I was like, I wonder what all these women are doing right now. Girl, then I found out that they actually brought the L word back mm-hmm. and they had a new season recently and it's called the L word with the Q generation. So I'm like, okay, they're turning the whole queer thing. Um, but I like it. Uh, at the beginning, I was like, okay, we need some more color on this show because Bet <laughs> cheating ass uh, was biracial, and then Pam Greer was her sister Kit, and then they had like a little sprinkles of other people of color on the show. But like, I think they're really tying into like, you know, just showing more representation. I think it's good. I think how they've connected the storyline from when it ended in like 2009 to like what it looks like 10 years later, I think they did a good job. But I like the show. And I like, I can't believe I binge watched it that fast. I was watching this stuff at work at my desk. But I had to like turn the brightness all the way down and like hide my phone because they just be having all types of sex and they just be doing the most on this show. <laughs> but it's been good. Okay. It's been a little nice break from life. Okay. Okay. Um. Well, is there anything music wise or 
Movie-wise, um, well, you know how I feel about the movies I haven't seen. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But I I really want to see the photograph. I just don't know Me when too. I get around to seeing it. But I just want to say... Go see it by yourself. Issa Listen, Rae. Don't wait, don't wait on no, nobody to I take you to go say, see no movie. Just go see it by no, yourself. No, I ain't waiting on nobody to take me. It's just that I was supposed to go with somebody. And we said we were going to go if no one else went. So I just want to make sure if that's what we're going to do, we're going to go ahead and do it. But I was just going to say Issa Rae is fucking hilarious because her and um, Keith Stanfield had an interview. And they asked him, like, what did they think about each other when they met? And so he was like, oh, I thought she was beautiful. And she was like, look, Keith, you going to fuck around and get some? And it was just... Uh- funny hearing her response because we know she's engaged and I know he's been with his girlfriend yeah, for a long time. and he has a daughter for a while but I think she was just she was just playing but it was just funny hearing her say that because I know so many women who are like in love with him Girl, he and find him so attractive he is fine and, and I like he that has he has range, range. Yes. like he never plays Let's the same character like he never plays the same character ever. in any of his ever. movies or TV shows he's been in so I do appreciate that He's an actor that has range. And you can tell because people talk about him. So His I'm just like. Yeah. But it was just funny hearing her say that because when she said it, he was like, what? <laughs> you just have to watch it. I think it was a BuzzFeed interview, but it was just the way she said it. It's like, Keith, you going to fuck around and get it. <laughs> so now I'm just even more excited to see that chemistry on screen when I go see the photograph. Yeah, but... I'm going to go see it. That... I may take myself to go see it today. <laughs> Listen, you know I do a lot of stuff on impulse, so don't okay, be shocked. Look, don't be shocked if I watch three movies today and it'd be the three movies that I want to see, just Mercy, Bad Boys, and then the photograph. <laughs> don't be shocked if I run through all of them today. And be prepared to get cussed out if you run through all of them today. Mm-hmm. I do not care. Okay. Ooh. 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 Get off. The, okay. Get off. All right, y'all. Okay. This so concludes that... <laughs> uh, this episode of Fish and Grits. Um, you can find us on Twitter. And you can also find us now on Instagram. Instagram. Yes, Fish and Grits Podcast at Instagram. Fish, letter in Grits Podcast. Okay, and be on the lookout for that DNA playlist volume 7 that should come out around the same time this episode comes out. Mm-hmm. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.